Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I am here, as always, with my co-host and friend, Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon and The Sub Beacon Podcast, which you can find on Patreon, and you should, for a little more risque version of Vic. That's right, and we're recording this. We're recording The Sub Beacon tonight, so we get listeners, (laughs) a handful of listeners who listen to me, will get me both on Getting Hammered. And on the sub beacon Amazing. around the same time on Fridays, and just a little sneak peek. We are t- every now and then we do a, we go retro, and it's also because there's nothing in theaters right now worth right. seeing. I mean, people are telling me to see Barbarian. I I don't know about that. It, it's it sounds crazy, extremely violent. So it's obviously right up my alley, but we can't get everyone else to see it. So we did Dirty Harry. Oh, nice. Which is a truly reactionary movie. About it's about you know it's about the city of San Francisco where crime is running amok, and the police are just letting criminals out of jail, even you know repeat offenders. I can't imagine it. It's hard. This is 1971, so it's really interesting to see it again. And that movie, there's a lot of like the nudity in that movie was surprising because it's sort of cavalier. Movies movies used to be different. I don't. I mean, it was just like it but really wasn't necessary, but okay. All right, yeah, there it used, is. They used to be very different. Yes. The other interesting thing is, you know, sort of the idea of what San Francisco had become in the 70s. And what you see is a lot of these nudie bars and adult bookstores book and peep shows. Basically, a lot of that stuff is just migrate to the Internet, right? I mean, right. Because I, I can't imagine that stuff is there. I mean, anymore. yeah, like a physical shop. Yeah, like know. go to like a, a an adult an yeah. adult an adult bookstore was a you would find it like on a highway and right. it would be like around. And there's nothing else near there. And Ours, it was, but who would you could who you know like you wouldn't want to like I don't know you wouldn't be seen there. You were gonna say something. No, in, in our hometown, it was yes. called Railroad Video, and it was it was on the <laughs> it was on because it was on the railroad track. Oh yeah, I don't know if like it was actually else. called that, uh-huh. but that's what we called it. Really? And it, yes. And it just had the triple X sign oh, up there. Oh, right, right, right. So it's 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 not like oh I, I might want to watch the Goonies and while I'm at it there's another. No, room there in was the not back. a, it a was beaded curtain. No, we yes, didn't have. Yes, yes. There oh, may have been there may yes. have been a section uh, <laughs> in the local Quick Stop, which is where we rented our videos, yes, our yes, family yes, videos. But if you went there, it's like oh sorry, I thought I went to see Ben Hur. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Jennifer, I got a little smile there. Okay, I was as, but I really didn't have much to talk about. And then, and then I see you had a bag of snacks, Mary Catherine. And I was I curious do. what they were. These are sunflower seeds, mm-hmm. sunflower kernels, actually. Cur- yes, I guess is what they're called. Is that Roasted different? and salted. Well, mm. I wonder if the if the sunflower seeds are the ones that are in the shell. And, it, and I it, don't play that. Yeah, I, I need them. I need, You've I need done it. quick delivery. I don't. Yes, I, by I don't the like handful. Mm-hmm. By the handful, as much as you can fit. And then, when you, let me ask you, when you eat the sunflower seeds, because you you put obviously more than one in your hand. Oh you yeah, put like handful. a handful. So then, d- does it turn into like a catapult your hand? Pretty much. Like, like yes. a trebuchet, <laughs> right in yes. there. Okay. Yes. Right. In fact, this is a, this is one of those weird skills you have to teach your children that you didn't realize that 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 you had learned at some point the catapult trick okay. because I, I give sunflower seeds to my kids and they're like, what do, what do I do with this? How do I, how do I pour this into my mouth? I'm like, Oh no, that, let me show you, you. Know, real you quick. Pop, you gotta pop it in there. So and with, been, and with such skill, by the way, that you probably like me, you don't have anything flying out. Oh, no, no, it all goes in, right? Oh no. I, I've been perfecting this for years. Anyway, I, let me tell you that David's brand is the best. <laughs> It's red, yellow, and blue. You can up. find it. Hold that up for our non-video. Right, you can yeah, find it at your local gas station. Uh-huh. 
It's good stuff. You, okay, good. I don't do the ones the you have to shell. I don't because you don't have five hours. Yeah, I don't get it. I guess for some people, like I guess there's there's fun in the getting the seed out of the shell, and for Much, me, there's no fun I, I, in that. It's, it, it's right up there, I think, with like crabs crabbing, you know, because yeah. you got to break it in, and the, the 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 morsels of meat, you know, to the shell ratio is obviously small. Right, but like I think you're just doing it to pass the time for a sunflower seed. It's I a, mean, <laughs> wow, that's a right. it's a lot of work. Right. Now, crabs, you have beards, a whole production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think so, the sunflower seeds a, a bit is like a, it's like a cultural signal, right, of, of my of my redneck friends. That. But I just was not, uh, I was just never into the one. It's, baseball players, I think, adopted some of this to keep from dipping. It's, uh, it's well, like an oral fixation. It, yes, well, that's the yes. thing. I was going to say, just to have something in there so that you are, you know, keeping yourself busy. It doesn't have to be a lot, yeah. but you just have something there. And it, it, and, and, and it keeps your, you know, your fine motor skills working. Yes, that's what we're doing. Well, we, yes, Mine are not working. But while we were talking about this, we mm -hmm. discovered that... Peanuts. ...that Vic has a a shocking peanut re revelation. Oh, I, you know, and I, I was when I mentioned this just before the show, I thought that you were going to say, oh, of course, we all do it. And you, Jennifer, no, she's shaking her head. No, she, okay, she, no, okay. Uh... <laughs> So, you know, like you get the salted, the salted shelled peanuts in the bag. You get, you get them at a ballpark. Right. You know, and they're in the That's shell. That's a so normal thing. You break open the shell. Yeah. So I used to think that you got to, not, I'm not talking about just a plain old peanut in a shell. Okay. I'm talking about the ones that are already salted. So the yeah, outside is very salty. Right. I love that. Right. right. So, you know, it used to be, oh, you open the shell and then you eat the peanut inside. Then when I was at the Weekly Standard, two, two bosses, I'm pretty sure it was both Bill and Fred. <laughs> Who were like, oh, no, you could eat the whole shell, the whole thing. No. And they no. showed me. I go, that's crazy. This is and, worth a feature in a political magazine. And, and, <laughs> well, I remember seeing them do that. And then I thought to myself, well, let me let me try it. Hey, that's not bad. Plus, so, it's salty. And, look, yeah. I, I'm not going to dispute you on the flavor, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm there for the, the salty peanut shell. Although roasted peanuts are not my favorite. We're going to get into my gross peanut thing in just a second. But how long are you chewing? Not not long, shockingly. Oh, it really yeah. just breaks apart, and you just you know. Can I just say this? <laughs> you 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 you'll never have a fiber problem again. No, I you doubt it. You don't need total or any of those any of those other things. Oh my god! You just eat your shelled peanuts in the shell and that's, salt, that's, salty. This is wrong. And you know, so like let's get all the threads and everything. Of just, course, just, it just, does. Just, but just eat it. It's a big part. Okay. Okay. That is. That's all I got. Not acceptable. Uh, you have just. I don't, is there and, anyone else the, out there? And the man wonders why he has dental problems. I, right. That's right. You know. What has just, happened here? The, the, the ghost tooth problem was caused by the <laughs> peanut shell. Mary Catherine, how are you? I'm good. I I have to say that when it comes to peanuts, I have my own gross indulgences. Well, it's not, it's not gross. It's polarizing. I love boiled peanuts. Oh yeah. So Same. oh yeah. Some people are like, "That's disgusting. They're just squishy peanuts." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm. They're just squishy." Can you peanuts. eat those? Can, I, can you eat those in the shell? Or so this is what I was gonna say. If they are boiled enough. Now I don't usually. Mm -hmm. But you'll get. Now the way that boiled peanuts. My are hands prepared, are outstretched in vindication. He's right like, now. "Come on." Well, yes, I see. I, I okay. knew it. So the way that boiled peanuts are prepared is they're fresh peanuts and you mm -hmm. throw them in a slow cooker mm -hmm. or you just boil them for mm -hmm. a very, very long time with a lot of salt, so much yeah, salt, more salt. salt than you could ever yeah. imagine. And at the end, they're nice and squishy and soft and you eat them and you shell them and you eat them. However, there are some little like, you know, maybe not fully grown fresh peanuts that had soft shells to begin with. And? And those things just boil to oblivion. 
And yes, those you can ingest. So it's kind of, it's just mushy. Yeah. Gosh, so but it's salty. Good. And that's so a southern good. thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, one time yeah. I was trying, I became obsessed with Castle Vetrano olives. Oh, sure. Do you know that kind? I do, of course. I, I think I served it to you once, oh. and I was surprised, in a martini, of course. They're my face. And I was surprised that you knew exactly, because it's a bright green. Yes, they're bright green, and they're very round. Yes. And a friend of mine Perfect. informed me, do you know why you're so obsessed with those? And I said, no. And she said, because they taste like boiled peanuts. And I oh. think she's right. <laughs> really? They're like a high-class boiled peanut. Okay, I'm thinking about it now. That's interesting. Yeah. A similar sort of firmness. So texture. Now you know. At yeah. any rate, I... Two, am a barbarian if we want to use the term, the, the name of the movie that's out this week, and eat some shells. But it's a very, it's a okay. very small, right. small sliver. Yeah, but not in the ballpark is what you're saying. I mean, that's crazy town. It, you are one of those people that they would catch on video and go viral. Like the <laughs> that pe- was actually like, me with the straw, like the beer straw you know, guy. Like, who is that Asian man in the camp? That, that was me. Like the that hot dog straw yeah. guy. That's you. Like yeah. this man is just straight up <laughs> chewing. Yeah. Peanuts. We're going to hear from a bun- that a bunch of people do this. Oh, it's just it's just bizarre. We're going to okay. find out. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, gosh, do we have to like Please. move to other news? Yeah. I don't want to do news yet. I got to tell you. You want to talk about something? You, well, I got to tell you something earlier that I, if you mentioned about. Yes, I yeah. got to tell you about the desk saga. So I, for my middle child who is six, she wanted a desk in her room. Now this is a classic middle child story. I had bought her a desk like two birthdays ago because she wanted an antique school desk. Oh, she wanted yeah. to actually sit in a little desk. Yes. And then we homeschooled, and so we got some use out of it. Uh-huh. But it's it cute. turns out that her older sister loves that desk and actually works in it and does her homework in it and sits in it all the time. And it's not too small for her yet. No. And the middle child, being a generous soul, is like fine with this. Mm-hmm. And says, well, could I have my own desk since my sister uses my desk? And I said, okay, yeah, we can work on that. So I come up with a brilliant idea, a brilliant idea, Vic, which is that I want her to have a Murphy desk. So I want it to, like, fold down from from the wall. Because, like, I want it mounted on the wall because they're in one room and the room is not big. And the more floor space we take up, the worse off we Uh are. So I'm like, this is a great idea. I'm brilliant. Let me let me get this desk. And it's not a big deal. It's just like it hangs on a wall and some studs and you pull down the desk. So it's a real thing. Surface, yes. It comes out of the wall. Yes. Per se. You just hang it on the wall. Yeah. It's like a it's a yeah. you know, rectangle okay. shaped yeah, yeah. and it, it has a hinge out, on it. And then you just put it down. And then it comes down when you need when you need it and then and you can fold very, it back up. Very supportive. Okay. So, yes. So there are various concerns here. Yes, yes. <laughs> One being that it does not fall off the wall. We yeah. don't want that. Yeah. I made sure that it would go on the studs. We had plenty of support for it. Not a problem. I forgot about the part where you have to assemble it because I ordered it from Amazon and it comes and like, oh gosh, that's like several hours of work. So I did several hours of work putting it together. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, and then there comes the part like, am I going to put it together correctly? I did. Okay. Just for the record, I worked very hard on it. I didn't have any doubts. I worked very hard on it. It came out looking very solid. I put it on the wall. I even painted it. It was lovely because she wanted a specific color. Very Fine. nice. It's looking great. It's on the wall. It's doing what it's supposed to do. And she's a very responsible, she's six years old, but she's very responsible. And the entire time my husband is telling me like, why don't you just buy a little desk that sits on the floor like a normal desk? And I'm like, no, no, no. This is awesome. This is a great idea. The amount of space you're saving. <laughs> He's like, We're I, just, I, just feel like I just feel like maybe Facebook market something mm-hmm. little for a kid and it'd be fine. I go through all the things. Three days later, mom, my desk broke. <laughs> and, no, How? now luckily, 
has not fallen off the wall because that oh. could lead to possible injury. But what happened is there is a failure point. Oh, shocker, I know. From my Amazon-ordered Murphy desk, there's a failure yeah, point. Possibly made in China. Yeah. Almost certainly. There's a failure point, and it is that the the little hinge mm-hmm. meant to anchor it while it moves back yes. and forth is all of a quarter of an inch long. I mean, it is so that small. Was, that was actually going to be my next question about that part of yeah. the support structure, shall we say? Yes. And really, if it's moving... And you're, and even the most mature six-year-old mm-hmm. is not always going to do it delicately. And so uh, it broke within the first several days. And I just, but here's, here's the thing. I, d- I applaud myself <laughs> for well, being mature and just seeing, not, not examining the sunk costs here, which was mostly time, not money, and trying to, honest, because you'd have to unassemble it to no. stick this back. I was like, yeah, that's not no, going to work. No. And so I was like, you know what? admit failure and i went i went to tell my husband are you you having a good day steve <laughs> it's about to get better and he's <laughs> he's like it's all right i'm like well i just want to say that you were correct about the desk it did not work <laughs> and i want to blame this little hinge but also i am partly to blame for making this too complicated and uh, i'm gonna run over to this dude's house where i found a 40 dollar tiny kid's desk and i'm gonna just grab that and bring it back and it's lovely. And she's enjoying her. So problem Facebook solved. Desk. And the other the other desk is still hanging there? No, I took it off the oh, wall. It's, oh, it's in the garage. Complete ready. Defeat. Complete, complete oh, defeat. Complete defeat. It's ready to go out with the trash. <laughs> Make sure you rate that thing. I know. One star. I mean, like, I can't, really, it would only be suitable for basically decoration. I was thinking, like, you know, my concern was if you had a big, heavy book or you're leaning with your elbows. Yes. You yes. know, like, how does, you know. So I messed that up, but we are, we've recovered. We've recovered. And it's a little roll top desk. I told, it's adorable. It's a little, little teeny roll top desk. So the one that you just got. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. It's very cute. It's very cute. And it'll last for, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. And Steve didn't even gloat. Maybe in his head. He was being magnanimous. He was being magnanimous. (laughs) Uh, The, it's funny. These desks, they're so cute when the kids are small. And then one day you look down, you're like, gosh, this thing is. It's tiny, and yeah. they can't use it. And we forced. We had a little table and chair in the in our TV room, and we forced our kids to sit there and sometimes eat there. You know, even when they're like already like their yeah, knees, like... their knees are up to their shoulders. <laughs> and, well, yes, it's no, it's a it's a trick because you got to figure out a seat where their feet can be on yeah. the floor, maybe, yeah, that, but also yeah, right the size of the desk. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But we figured it out. We went old school. Now she has a desk. It's always the way, you know what, at the end of the day, it's the way to go. You know what, it was all, aside from, again, my time, which let's not charge my hourly rate for, aside from that, it was not super expensive, even with the fail okay. involved. So right. we, yeah. we, we turned yeah. out, we turned out all right. At any rate. I, I, was, I, I was skeptical as soon as you said Murphy desk, I'm just going to say. I mean, it was, it was a big ask of an Amazon order for not very much money. <laughs> but you know what, though, but this is what the show is for. You know, you tell uh, your listeners in case this they is, were just this about is to order one. Why I fail so that I can bring this news to you. That's right. That's how I like That's to right. do it. All right. Let's talk about the news. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. From the grocery store to the gas station, working families are getting hammered by rising prices. But instead of focusing on inflation, Congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors. 
Their misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation and leave American workers alone. First up, first up, Vic. We've uh, we've put this off several times. We, we have. We did a little bit of a COVID overload on a couple shows, and I was like, let's take a break. We did. But the news now is that you need your booster. It's you that need, time of the year. You need your booster, Vic. The message from the CDC is that every, I'm not getting this wrong, right? Everyone over 12 who is has not gotten a shot in the last two months, two months should get one now to prepare for the winter. Now, this is the Omicron designed yeah. booster bivalent, they call it various That's things. Right. Variant, so yeah. it would it would better protect you against Omicron in theory, but if you've already had Omicron, I don't know. The World Health Organization says that we're already going from pandemic to endemic. And if you check, for example, the New York Times, their statistics on cases, you know, like where we are now here, right, right. here in Arlington County, it's low. Hmm. But the cases are very, you know, right, the, right. The, it's not even necessarily the cases, but the, the, the number of people who test positive, they say, is very high. And that concerns them because that means there's probably a lot more people out there who, for whatever reason, aren't re- reporting to, you know, local health officials that they have a cold. Yeah. And I think I think that's where we are now anyway. Well, time for you time for your it's so it's not even an annual booster. It's if you haven't had one in two months. Well, yeah, that's that that part. And and this is coming straight from Rochelle, 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 (laughs) the director of the CDC. She was speaking to media and had this to say about it when when asked. Dr. Paul Offit, an infectious disease and vaccine expert at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. He's also a member of the FDA Advisory Committee. Paul Offit, just for the record, is the most famous pro-vax spokesperson Mm -hmm. doctor in the world. So Mm -hmm. just for context. Has been critical of this updated booster. He says that a healthy young person really is unlikely to even benefit from a booster dose. It should be targeted more specifically to those who really are most likely to benefit. And I wonder if you agree with that assessment and whether just even saying that adds to what's been, as you know, an ongoing criticism of CDC messaging that COVID vaccines, COVID itself, the messaging has been confusing. So first, deep respect to Dr. Offit. Um, Here's what I will say about our updated um, vaccine. We are simplifying our message. The message is um, you need to get your fall booster vaccine. Um, So go ahead and get it. Um, If you're you're over the age of 12, if you've received your primary series, if you're more than two months out of your last shot, you can get an updated vaccine. And so we've intentionally simplified the message so it's very, very clear. It's also very clear that those who are over the age of 50, even over the age of 60 or 70 are more at risk for severe disease, hospitalization, and death. And it is especially important that people in that demographic and others who are at high risk of severe disease get that update. Okay, so the in part makes sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you are in those older brackets sure. and you might be more Acceptable. adversely affected, yeah. that makes some sense. <laughs> Over 12 and two months out of your last shot does not make sense. And I don't think the problem with CDC messaging is confusion. The problem with CDC messaging is that they they swing wildly between yep. 
very simple with no risk analysis whatsoever to then getting beat up for that mm-hmm. and then deciding, oh, no, 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 never mind. We're going to go the other way. Yeah. And they should have just been honest about risk assessment from the very beginning. But this is like, we're just going to make it simple and tell you everyone over 12 should just get this booster. And it's like, that's not, no, the benefits are not the same. She doesn't actually counter Dr. Uh, right, the idea that this might not be beneficial yeah, his, yes, exactly. to a young person. As a Moffitt, Offit, Offit. concerns, she just says, deep respect, but get your get your booster. Yeah. You know, that, okay, great. And, <laughs> and what would they call it? If you've had your primary series. So here's the thing. COVID has been with us now for two and a half years. And in that time, there are people who have now four shots and are going to get their fifth shot. Right. So five shots in two and a half years. I'm not convinced that that concern. I'm not convinced that this one would do me a ton of extra good. No, I'm just not. And versus I don't versus natural immunity. And, and by the way, yeah. that's not me just making stuff up. The the data doesn't show that it would do me a ton of extra good because mm-hmm. I had Omicron. Yeah. And the thing is that I think in the yeah, end, we need to treat this like a flu shot, essentially, which means that there are no entry barriers to shows and to various right. various activities right. or school based upon it it should be if you feel like seasonally you need to be protected from yeah. this there might be an option for you that would make you slightly Particular more protected f- yes. my kids and i some years we get the flu shot other years we do not right it's based on sometimes my my worry level and my tracking of how on target the flu shot is that mm-hmm. year but it's optional for us, and, and it, it should be. And it also matters where you are in these particular health demographics. So if you're, again, old or immunocompromised, then you want to get very much like you'd want to get a flu shot, you know, because people die of the flu, you know, every year. I think that number, you know, lower than COVID, but it's still Older like folks and kids can be extremely susceptible. Yeah, right. absolutely. And you're thinking about, the funny thing is you said that, you know, we should be treating it more like how we treat flu shots and and not with this sort of, you know, coming down on people. The funny thing is, it's the reverse. People want to treat the flu shot now the way we treat COVID. Because I, I think, I, no, you know this on, no. uh, I believe it's University of California, Berkeley, where they want to, you know, you better, you know, mask up if you don't have your flu shot. Jeez. So uh, that, th- well, and, yeah. And Vinay Prasad, who's a, a, a doctor and has been outspoken just about really looking closely at the data about the vaccines and right. has, has yet to be banned from Twitter, which I appreciate. Shocking. He makes the point, like, look, this is, Far more people take off a day of work because of their reaction to the COVID vaccine mm-hmm. than the flu shot. So he ma- he's making the case that these things are very different. And I I get that. I don't, I don't think the actual biological effects are the same. I just think from a policy point of view, right? just leave it up to families what they want to do. Just leave it up to them. It also is true, by the way, that it was only tested on eight mice. That is a real thing. Yes. If you go down to the bottom of that study, is it the CDC's? Uh, it's, it's like, it's like a footnote. Yeah. Yeah, The eight mice, not, not humans and not even, it's not even talking about a small pool of humans. It was, it's eight mice. Yeah. And Um, yet somehow we're all supposed to. Well, and the fact checks of this, because they're like, they're like, we've got to fact check this because this is Mm anti-vax nonsense. The fact checks are like, well, yes, this is true. And I will tell you the, the reason that they say that it's okay. Now look. It might be okay on your risk evaluation, right? Yeah. If you're if you feel like you're going to get a lot out of this booster, mm-hmm. the reason they say that this is subjected to less mm-hmm. t- testing is because the mRNAs are supposed to be plug and play. We have a new thing. 
Let's make sure Plug that it, it in for the next variant. Let's make Are sure they're that anticipating? the next. Are they actually anticipating? The well, next no, var- they're coming late. So, <laughs> but they're saying because of that, it already went through the testing with the original rounds, and so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to go through the immense testing with this round. I understand that argument, but we should still be transparent about right. how this is right. happening. It's also coming late. The information is becoming seventy uh, percent of kids have had Omicron. Yeah, quickly outdated. The information is becoming quickly outdated. For example, I think between 70 and 80% of all residents in Arlington County, Virginia, are vaccinated. Do you know how many residents are supposedly boosted in Arlington? 25%. Oh, really? That's it. Wow. Yeah. Even in Arlington. That's really, that, well, that tells you. I think that tells me. I had me no that, idea that, how many right winger, troglodytic, anti vax people there were. Well, in I, think they're, I think they're done in, in some sense, but in other senses, they're not because I see masks are back. I wanted to go. There was is an exhibit coming up in the Phillips collection, right? And I said, oh, this is, they have some really interesting, great work there. And it was an Italian impressionist, Giuseppe Donitis, who I'd never heard of, but stuff looks great. So that could be a nice little outing, like right. with my daughter or something like that. And then I go to the website for Phillips, and they said, we no longer acquire proof of vaccination, but everyone three and older must wear a mask and socially distance. Oh, man. I, I tried to sign the kids up for an extracurricular activity the other day. It was some sort of martial arts place. And yeah. if I understand the the policy correctly, they have to be fully vaccinated. Also, I'm unsure what fully vaccinated means anymore. So five shots. Which is which is the It'll, thing that it, I tweeted yeah. a, year, a year and a half ago where I was like, yeah. guys, these requirements don't yeah. make sense if we're gonna have to keep updating. Right. That's gonna get right. very, very complicated with Vax passports. No, 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 it'll be fine. Do people really wanna get five shots in two and a half years? Some because people do. I think, because I, I, I mean, there are a lot of health concerns, right? What it does to natural immunity and other things. I mean, and only now, I think the CDC is talking about, you know, willing to talk about my, myocarditis right. and things like that. I just want the juice to be worth the squeeze. That's it. And for me, it's not at this point. Yeah. Do you think we earned our warning banner today? Yeah, well, I didn't say, I mean, like, there are people I know, and I'm not going to name names. I'm not going to name names, but people I know very well on the older side who are convinced that the vaccine, getting the vaccine is leading to all sorts of other things, yeah. not just myocarditis, but Look, other if I, things, if I, including death. If I had to do the the risk calculus again or the, the cost benefit again, Knowing the actual oh. info we know now, yeah. I might have made a different call. I would totally not. We know not. different things. I'll tell you what. I would totally not have gotten. I'll say that here Look on the show. Look I'm at him. Look at him go. Say, but only because, you know, I'm on this monoclonal Oh, yeah. Antibody, you don't need it. Which, yeah, the University of Virginia says that they administer the very same monoclonal dupilumab to patients to prevent severe COVID if they go See, to the hospital. You, and, didn't, you and, never and needed think about it, this. And I'm, they go, an emergency. We've got to get them to dupil, you know, get them the injection. I've been getting it every other week for five years. Oh, yeah. You didn't I, need it. I, I don't need it. You didn't need it. Anyway. Wolverine blood, as listeners to the other shows, we'll according with, to Sunny Bunch. We'll close with Prasad, who says, in short, comparing a novel mRNA booster tested in eight mice for a strain of COVID, tens or hundreds of millions have already had for a virus with sweeping age gradient right. and IFR less than flu to flu. In a politicized climate where FDI, FDA is run by incompetent political hacks is flawed. Fiend. <laughs> I He's can't getting believe. more and more based. Yeah, no, I can't believe that he that hasn't been banned yet. So still there, still yeah. sitting there. Anyway, so I think that's a no from us. Yes. at the moment. But a yes to our sponsor, Ivermectin. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, because listeners are waiting for that. They do. They do. They really. They really oh look. For, they, they, they look forward to that. Okay. All right, we missed this. 
earlier this week. We did. Well, this just this happened. I I think it happened after. A lot of things are happening after we do this show. Uh, well, just a lot of things happen in general. Timing. So, <laughs> the Biden White House, in its great wisdom, did a a celebration mm-hmm. of the Inflation Reduction Act. But it did that celebration the same day that we found out that inflation had, in fact, not been reduced and is continues to be dangerous and scary. Those are the technical terms. <laughs> Yeah. Dangerous and scary. The the headlines this week just surrounding this this celebration on the White House lawn that included James Taylor singing are Larry Summers sees inflation having, quote, substantial momentum. Here's a CNBC headline. It's belt tightening time. How to save as food inflation jumps more than 11 percent in a year. And the New York Times, new inflation developments are rattling markets and economists. Here's why. So. And they also called it stubborn. Yeah, stubborn. Stubborn. It wasn't, you know what? It went from transitory to stubborn. What are we to do? You know. What are we to do? And James Taylor's out there just like, first of all, hip, hip dude. Uh, (laughs) You know, our, 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 the Beacons, Andrew Stiles had written about this and he threw in the line about James Taylor. So I saw the Biden speech, right? Right. Or at least part of it. I saw where he drops his jacket and nobody's there to help him, you know, and he's talking about inflation and the economy and everything is great, you know, and, and, and two things. One, I, this, that's the definition of gas. That, that's gaslighting, right? Is that, that yeah. this is what's going on. Okay, that's one. Two, I miss James Taylor. So when Andrew Stiles mentioned it in the piece, I thought he was making a joke. No, James Taylor was really there. It was it was very incongruous. He's wow. also He also wasn't playing an uplifting song. No, he, uh, Fire he and Rain. Playing Fire and Rain. Here he is, a little... Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Suzanne plans in me put an end to Yeah, she's dead. She's dead. That's what yeah, that, that song's was, yeah, about. I know. I, yeah, I know. He's. <laughs> I, he I seems, joked that. Uh, yeah, there were sunny days that he thought would never end. This, I, I joked that it's actually just the theme song for grocery shopping right now. <laughs> Won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You gotta yeah. help me make a stand. Yeah, I mean, this is, you he know, just wants I mean, to make it through know, another day. Struggling with heroin at the time or whatever. Yeah. And this is, you know, like but just it, open with Carolina on my mind or something. No, it's very, you know, he could, <laughs> he could have gone down to the border and played Mexico. That's a great song, oh. by the way. Hey, you like that? It's that was Kamala's request. I, I think it's very much in tune with that generation. They love that music. It's like if I go to like, you go to certain churches. Look, I like James all Taylor. that sort of stuff. I like James it's, it's a little, sort of, it's a little, it's hippy to weird to have him there yeah. for that, but I like him. Yeah, it's just for the optics situation, not good. Right. And remember, he played with Carrie, right? He I yeah. played for Carrie yes. in France. And also just. And that one's You've Got a Friend. Oh, gosh. Also, just pick a different song. Would I make fun of that, too? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. But. <laughs> they could have had ACDC play Highway to Hell or something. Oh, know. my gosh. By the way, uh, this New York Times piece, there's a great line in it. This is the New York Times diagnosis of what's going on here. By the way, the. the Dow also was plunging yes. while this was happening so much that even like all the mainstream cable nets had to switch to the Dow tumbling while this was happening. I saw it on CNN, the Biden speech, and the ticker yeah. is to the right. And I'm sure the White House is screaming at them to take it off. Yep. And it went down to its lowest level since June 2020. Yeah, not great. So I love this paragraph. Federal Reserve officials are laser focused on job gains and wage growth as they quickly raise interest rates to constrain the economy and slow Rapid price increases. 
Officials are convinced that they must sap the economy of some of its momentum to wrestle the worst inflation in four decades back down to their goal of 2%. The economy is just too awesome, Vic. That is the problem. That's that's it. Do you feel it? Yeah, it's just tingling. Do you feel that? Well, it's also belt tightening time, so get on that. It is, but I, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to start buying shelled and you're gonna have to get no. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to shell them myself. No, you're gonna have to get those those shelled peanuts and eat the shells, just to get filled up. <laughs> I'm gonna give with, them with nutrients. Give them to my kids in a yeah, smoothie. That's right. Uh, but he could pretty much just say whatever he wants now, Biden. Right? I mean, that's the whole thing. And then just that's, claim victory about that's, you know. That's and, sort of what we're doing. So, I mean, we're I, seeing I would, this happen. I would admonish not, you not no to simplify like, that too much, but I think you're sort of oh, right. That, that, that's <laughs> it. And nobody's who's checking him on it. I mean, you know, certain outlets will, but other ones. I mean, he just gets to make these very little. Yeah. There was yeah. actually a story the other day about how, I, how little Karine Jean Pierre gets fact checked. Yes, you know they don't they don't spend a lot of time on her. It's so strange. So strange. Is she, again, she's another one who could say anything she wants regarding inflation or the economy or immigration. And, you know, if it's not Peter Ducey, I don't know. Some of them give him a hard Gosh, time. Thank but goodness for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got to do it, man. But it's quite amazing. And everyone just sort of shrugs and goes, goes along with it. It's Meanwhile, the belt tightening, belt tightening might not get easier in the very short term. There was an, a threat of an impending mm-hmm. rail strike for both freight and I think it would also affect oh, commuter affect, trains yeah, as well. Absolutely. This is a dispute over leave and pay between unions and railroad companies. Obviously, if that happened, mm-hmm. and the deadline was at the end of this week, if that happened, that would cause all sorts of more problems in the supply chains, which would then make things more expensive. In fact, some shipments have already been halted to prepare for the possibility right. of a strike. Right. So some prices may change and fluctuate regardless right. of whether they get this worked out. But it sounds like there may have been a last minute deal struck, which let me just say, if the White House actually had a hand in saying unions and you guys work this out, unions are their political allies. Yeah, they they didn't do it with the schools. It should be expected. Right. They didn't do it with the schools and get their butts back in the classrooms. But if they managed to do it with this, he deserves probably a little bit of credit for this. Yes, agreed. I think they've dodged a bullet. Everyone's saying it's averted now. The only thing is it still has to be approved by the rank and file union members. But if they're bosses, you know, and if the unions tell them that this is what they're, they're agreeing to, then I imagine they'll be lockstep and, and, and agree to it as well. As you were talking about, it has to do with unpaid leave and sick days. And right. it, it was not a salary thing per se. And again, it, it should be something. This is Biden's bread and butter. So then you know, he can add this. He can do another, another notch, another victory in his belt. I know, honestly. Honestly, can't he? He's Mr. Train Guy. He could he could yeah. run the trains, actually. Oh, he'd be, That's yeah. what they should do. They should put they should put him in a conductor cap mm-hmm. and have him drive the trains. This is how, you know, they used to say, uh, the Democrats say, Conduct say, the oh, trains? I don't know. Conduct, what the, conduct, what's the term? Conducting, yeah, conduct conducting. the trains. You know how Democrats used to say George W. Bush would, would have made a great, you know, a major league baseball commissioner. You know, because they hated him as president. Yeah, Biden would be great on trains. Amtrak, just to anticipate, you know, an impending strike, they had halted their service, Uh, uh, long distance service. Is that not how it already works with Amtrak? (laughs) I was going to say, the furthest I've gone on, I I don't know about you, the furthest I've gone on Amtrak is from Union Station to Old Saybrook. So I've never done like, you know, the one that goes down to Florida or the one that goes across. I have to say. Yeah. The Silver Star or whatever. There's one. It is. There's one you can put your car on and go down to Orlando. Yes. So, yeah. And, and and it only takes like two weeks. 
to get that and cost four thousand dollars well yeah and four thousand yeah i know but you know the real the the, the food car, the cafe car selections oh are those great. hot dogs, hot dogs, the are, hot dogs good. are great you could actually take you know I, I i find it hard to believe but you could t- take an amtrak from like the east coast to chicago but i think there are a lot of stops on the way and it does take a long time versus flying right so. i think i think i'd like to do one out west sort of like the, the they from say, chicago yeah, they out to mm-hmm, mm-hmm, out through the mountains mm-hmm. and stuff that would yeah. be pretty well like but yeah you, you, have, got, like you a gotta have cabin and, you gotta have yeah. time on your hands my friend yeah. for that yeah you the walk reti- around, that's a retirement situation i guess <sighs> i would spend most of my time in the cafe car anyway yes you would yeah i'm not gonna be in the little, little room are you kidding me in your little tiny oh, no. your, your murphy no. bed yeah, no. There's basically, probably a Murphy desk in there that in, works. You know, in 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 Europe, of course. You know, I did. I used. You know, I lived there for like a, a year and and a bit. So I had a Eurail pass. You know, and you could take those trains. And those trains are great, and they have couchettes. Yes. And so you know, yes. you at first you think, oh, we're all gonna have to cram in here, but it turns out that the backrest lifts up. No, it's and nice. And then you have like it's comfy stacks and things like that, and you could just. You know, really quick story, then we'll move on. Just no, please. a railroad story, please. which is, I remember I was there with my buddy Todd and another friend. We were going down to Italy from Vienna. And it was like, okay, you got to protect all your stuff because, you know, watch out for the scammers and people protect, you know, your wallets. And the, and, 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 and we it was, it was at the point where we were just past traveler's checks. So we didn't have traveler's checks. Oh, no. But, you know, your passports and stuff. Right. So we get to the border control with Italy and the, uh, the Italian, you know, conductor comes in, passports, please. They, okay, we show him passports. Okay, and then he takes them away. He takes the passports away. That makes me nervous. It does. And then he just left. And I remember saying, well, you know, I'm sure they keep it in a safe place. Middle of the night, I had to use the bathroom, right? So it's like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning. I walk past, like, the conductor's office. There's, like, a, just a pile of passports <laughs> on his table. I'm like, oh, that's that's great. That's nice. That's great. That's nice. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad those were taken. Somehow it didn't turn into hostile. An so Italian safe. Yes. Yeah, that, that was it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We haven't done a Kamala Harris appreciation in a while. No, and she's been on a roll. No, she has. Here is Kamala Harris on Meet the Press talking to Chuck Todd. Here's the question. We have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. We also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. There you go. Secure border. You could hear, you could almost hear the gears turning in her head, like, how do I just say it? Yes, secure. <laughs> it's secure. It's secure in that it is a priority. First of all, it's right. not. She hasn't been there. She still has not been there. This she, is this is allegedly her project. You know, but but you know, contrary to remember at the time she said this to Lester Holt, right, on NBC, where he confronted her with this thing, and she says, because she hadn't been down to the border, and she says, Well, I haven't been to I haven't been to Europe. What's your what's your point? Well, she's been to Europe now, but she still she went to a safe part of the border. If you remember, it was a very, very staged. Yeah, she was sort of at a distance. Yeah, she but she didn't go to where. I mean, there are now something like seven thousand border crossers right. on the southern border well, of the even, United States. Even every Chuck Todd day. is like, look, two million people have come across. Like, does does that count as secure? And she's like, yes, yes, yes it, because fine. it is a priority. I think this is probably what set and off, and that I am yeah. saying it is a priority. 
And then that means it is. That means it is. Okay. Just, you know, her pronouncements. Uh, but, but I, and I think this is probably what set off Governor Greg Abbott. A bus arrived in D.C. this morning, but it, instead of being dropped off at Union Station, they were dropped off in front of the vice president. Straight to the vice president's residence. In the Naval Observatory Circle. I, <laughs> I, I'm like a, a little torn on this, like, on doing this kind of thing. DeSantis sent a couple of planes to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Because on one hand, yes, these are human beings. I don't want to treat this... Pawns. Uh, political pawns. Right. I don't want to treat it too cavalierly. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> however, our friends of the left who treat it extremely cavalierly because all of this happens on border in border towns and in states where right. they don't have to feel the brunt of it. And then as soon as... Oh. Just one or two busfuls end up in New York City, which I, I don't know if you guys know is large. It's a large place with a lot of people. Suddenly, Eric Adams is telling us that these are a, these people are a burden, mm-hmm. which I was not aware was the politically correct term for them, for undocumented immigrants. Burden. Burden. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's in the associated But as soon as they lexicon. get to the Northeast, suddenly that's that's fine. It's We're now being told it's inhumane. To send to, them to sanctuary cities. To send them to the places that where yeah. the mayors have said, yes. please send them here. Please send them there and open borders and the wall is terrible and dissolve or defund ICE. How dare you send these people here? So it's <sighs> fine because, you know, I mean, they, they, they don't actually want to become like El Paso or right. McAllen, Texas. That's their problem. You know, I mean, but again, it's like it's so it's so comfy. And great to say these things right. and you pat yourself on the back and you win all sorts of plaudits from various groups because you're being very woke about this and you're saying all these things that they want to hear, but you can't actually. It's the worst, most deliver. obvious nimbyism. Yeah, like, that's right. We are a sanctuary city, but we don't want to actually be a sanctuary right. to anyone. And, that and, seems like a little yeah. burdensome. And, the, and, the, and meanwhile, Kamala is stuck in her cycle of platitudes. Yeah. So, and, but I mean, but, but you know what? Again, this is another thing. Just like I was saying with Joe Biden on, on the White House lawn, you know, why shouldn't she say ridiculous things? It's not like you know Jimmy Kimmel or Stephen Colbert are saying, "Hey, did you hear what Kamala Harris said?" No, right. They either don't think it's funny or they're just covering. So, yeah. Well, uh, okay. I've I've never gotten put on a flight to Martha's Vineyard. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, if you feel that way, like, here's the thing: is like then, the the argument. Know. It does become a little absurd when you're like, when the argument is it is inhumane to send people to Martha's Vineyard. By the mm-hmm. way, the Biden administration also flies immigrants who come in certain illegal well, immigrants who thing. come in Nobody... certain places. They, they fly them uh, to Florida. Yeah. They fly them all over yeah. the place. And that's fine. Middle but... of the night flights because, quote, they just didn't want to get in the middle of, you know, affecting air traffic and, and, and things like that. But they were sending people. Yeah, yes. again, to different states, and that was okay. Yes, of course, it's okay when one side or not. It's not okay the other way. Right. Okay, we have one more thing we to do. cover. We do. We got to talk yachts. Do you have a lot of yacht, yacht experience? Party. I don't. Have I been on a yacht? It depends on what you would call a yacht, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've, I, 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 I've been on. When you were on, when you were 25, you're on one with Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, no. But then you aged out. Not, not, not quite, <laughs> not quite. I, friends of mine on the Jersey Shore, you know, where they have little boats, you know, either be little sailboats or little speedboat, motorboats, whatever. Those are nice. But a genuine yacht, I don't think so. I've been on boost cruises on Lake Michigan. Yeah, I think I've been I on a... I don't think that counts. <laughs> and this, in the Bahamas. If Oof. I've been if I've been on a yacht, yeah. it was definitely a 
a mini yacht. It right. was not a not like it wasn't a no, large no, like, one. not like in succession. So no, there are these yachts that are succession That's size. My, my smallest violin. Once I was on a yacht and it was only a mini yacht. A mini, <laughs> like a, a mid-sized at best. Was this was this was this was this business or pleasure? I think it was just some some mm. lobbyist had a mm. boat mm. and I got invited to a party. Mm. Really? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so so there's my, co- story. my yes. coverage was not swayed. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna follow up. You know what? Getting this hammered. Was, getting hammered. Investigates. This getting was years hammered. ago. I was probably yeah. 25. Hadn't aged out of the Leo DiCaprio demo yet. We're gonna investigate this, by the way, on getting hammered. Okay. So there's a story on in the Wall Street Journal, and it was about these yacht parties. And what happens is. Kids, and I want to call them kids, who are about to go into business school, they decide before they start, you know, to get their becoming a master of the universe, they get they go out to the Mediterranean or the Adriatic, and there are these companies that have these yacht meetups with other yachts and these companies, and what you do is you pile on as many of these various MBAs, mm-hmm. you know, or pros- you know, prospective, you know, students, rising MBA students, all together so they can network. But network in an, in an environment. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it these days? Yes, such as the, uh, yeah, 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 some good networking over there in the Adriatic. And so the story is just about, oh, this is an amazing opportunity. And I did this. It cost maybe $2,500, not counting food and drink. And it's some company that operates, you know, hundreds of yachts. Anyway, a bunch of them get together and they do these raft meetups, you know, in, in, in the water. Where it's like right. forms a circle in the middle. Everyone jumps in and it's a giant pool party and inflatables. And while we're at it, hey, let's keep in touch because right. that guy might be or that woman might be the next CEO of Amazon. I do feel that this was a missing part of my higher education experience. Here I was. Smuggling I, Jim Beam into football games. I love, I love, yes, right. I love, I love capitalism, but this is not helping the cause for two reasons. One, I find it sort of like, ugh, you know, because business school students are a very specific type, number one. Number two, number two, how come I wasn't there? That's why I don't like this. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I respect to the companies who mm-hmm. came up with this racket because yeah. it's a bunch of rich kids who can. Yeah. Yeah, fork this they're going over. over to Harvard MBA. They're going to Harvard Business School, or they're going to Wharton, and they're going to, you know, Duke's MBA program, which I forget right now. I hope so the waiver they ones. sign is pretty hefty. Must yeah, be, because right? could you imagine? I mean, you know, like a Natalie Wood situation, for goodness sake. So, which I mean is an right. accident. I'm not right, saying deep. murder. I'm not saying murder. I'm saying okay. you slip and we'll, fall. We'll investigate that okay, another well, time, okay? All right, yeah. So, two, two thoughts. One is one of the things that I sort of rolled my eyes at was one of the stories was a guy said, you know, this was such a great idea because while I was there, I came up with a business plan. Oh my gosh. And the business plan was all these people who are partying too hard and they're hungover and they need to be administered these IV fluids. And I came up with a company that gives them the IV fluids so that the (laughs) next morning they can hook it up and feel better so you can continue partying partying the next night. Really, that's beautiful. That's, that's your company. That's okay? beautiful. And the second thing is, not, there's not one as you were sort of very subtly suggesting earlier. Mm-hmm. There's not one suggestion of any sort of other quote unquote networking going on at these yacht parties. Like there's no hooking up or there's no mention of anything like that turning on. Oh, no. It's like not turning into hedonism part two. On, on one hand, I actually, though, because they, they talk about Gen Z becoming a, oh. sort of sexless. Mm. This is an issue with mm-hmm. the, the younger generations mm-hmm. is that the, mm-hmm. the teenagers don't do what the teenagers used to do. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, I'm like, have at it, guys. Look, oh. you're having a real life experience mm-hmm. in the Croatian, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the Croatian coast. Right. So like, okay, fine. 
But yes, it does sound. Am I allowed to say douchey on the podcast? Sure. That's what it sure, sounds sure. like. Sure, sure. That well, is how. That's a very. That's <laughs> this a, yeah. is how. That is, that's, this is my favorite paragraph. That mm-hmm. is how Mr. Wright and Miss Singh, one night in August, discovered their mutual aspiration to break into venture capital after graduation. <laughs> the next day, Miss Singh agreed. Mr. Wright greeted Mr. Wright from her perch astride a seven-seat inflatable unicorn. That's right. <laughs> the leaders of the country. You know what? I was. I'm going to cancel my. Uh, ticket because i was just gonna about to go over there but now that you fetched it it's the gen z thing I'm they'll welcome you you okay. can teach them how to eat peanuts properly oh there you go on that oh. note that wraps up another edition of getting hammered remember you can subscribe to us on itunes google play and stitcher and you could follow me on twitter at victorina mattis i'm at mk hammer on twitter at mk hammer time on instagram thanks for being with us i gotta go get a seven-seater unicorn now i'll talk to you guys later this has been a nebulous media podcast